I'd like to welcome you to another episode of the Jones Underground. In this episode, we're talking about Jones Underground music. I'm going to focus on more on some music business and how most, if not 100% of people, 90% of people at least get started. Um, <clears throat> talent shows, open mics, open calls, things of that nature. I think... When we started talking about open mics, you know, I was looking at the add-on one that, you know, literally they were charging you $20 at the door to get into one, and you're still preparing, signing up to show your gift, and I'm not saying that it's not worth it because who knows how many people are there, who knows who's going to hear you and think you, you know, say you sound dope, something like that, or... The thing that we look at when you're starting out in the music business, you know, where you're starting to take your talent and you want to turn it into money, you want to get opportunities to get people's attention. First, how many people know that you sing or you rap or that you do music? How many people did you let know that you do this? How many um, videos do you have of yourself on social media? Um, how many, what's the interaction on those videos that you have out? And then how often do you network with people, even if you're not in an open mic, if you're not in the show? How many shows, local shows, do you go to and rub elbows with people who are making things happen, who are promoting stuff, and you're showing your face? You know, you're, you know, getting to people's face, letting them know I do music and I'm available to come and perform. A lot of times, it's not about a, whether you're getting booked or not, but even if somebody was to book you, where's your fan in action? How many people are you going to bring to the door? Um, have you been in the scene? You know, do they have a track record to go by? And that's why I would say open mics are a perfect place to start. Because even if you're paying to get on stage, essentially, you still need to have something, a track record, you know. Have somebody that's with you, one of your support people, taking a video with your social media of what you're doing. Um, that's how you generate interest in your sound. You know, if you do an open mic and you completely flop, then you know what you need to work on. Never a failure, always a lesson. If you do an open mic and... Even if it wasn't your best performance, but people are coming up to you, shaking your hand, saying you're dope and they're interested in it. Out of 10 people that say, you're dope, I want to see you at a show or I will book you, one of those people may come through. So you got to look. <clears throat> if you got a video on Facebook, 10 people see it, one person leaves a like. Same thing on Facebook. You can get a 1,000 views and less than 100 likes on that. So it's not just getting the interaction, getting people to look at what you're doing. It's getting them to leave just a slight sign that they like what you were doing or some kind of feedback. And some people even leave comments and they tell you, hey, um, I like the song, I just didn't like the saying you were away. Or I like the notes, I didn't like the key you were singing in. Sometimes feedback can be minute, 
where it really don't mean a whole lot, but sometimes that little bit of feedback can make the difference between you booking venues where there's 10 seats versus booking a venue where there's five seats. It goes across our... It's the difference between you doing open mics versus somebody saying, hey, I want you to host the show. I want you to open up for so-and-so. You know, do you know musicians that can play live for you? Are the tracks you're singing on original? How many producers do you know that would be willing to work with you on licensing samples or tracks to you to rap and sing or perform on? Uh, Are you just doing covers or are you doing some original music? All that stuff factors in when you start taking what you think and what you have as your talent and you start trying to make money off of it or you start looking for opportunities to get the stage on it. Sometimes people can be in what they call a mid-year where yeah, you're getting shows, but it's just enough to pay for another show. Yeah, you're, you're getting opportunities, but they're not bringing in a whole lot. You're working with people, but they're not paying you a whole lot to work with them. So your music is, you're, you're still investing in it because it's not bringing back the travel that you go to the shows and stuff like that. But open mics are a perfect venue to test out the stuff that you do. Test out how I operate, you know, what your sound sounds like to build a fan base. So that when you tag your music on the social media, these people want to listen to it. So when you put your stuff on Spotify, these people put it into their playlist and you get paid. You know, so it's it's, it's multi-tiered, yes. You know, is it selling CDs out the back of a trunk? No, that doesn't do it anymore. You know, we don't listen to CDs anymore. But is it still getting your face out there, getting you recognition? doing some kind of groundswell to get your face in front of people and then the answer is yes. So, some people think they're too good. Why would I work for free? It's not working for free. It's called an investment. You have to put money out before you get that money back. When you start any business, you have to pay for supplies. You have to pay for equipment. And then you have to pay to get your business marketed. You have to put your business in front of people for them to know what you're doing and get it out. Same way with you singing or performing or dancing or whatever it is you're doing. If you hope that people are going to show up and support it, then you got to put it out there. So in that sense, that's why I wanted to do this, to kind of share with people. Like I've seen people come up to me and another one of my business partners and she's hungry to book artists. I'm not, (laughs) you know, because my thing is oftentimes we booked artists and they're not bringing, they're not putting butts in the seats. You know, you book an artist and they two or three cousins show up and they don't want to pay to get in. You know, (laughs) you you book people and they don't want to show up to a rehearsal. They don't want to put in the work. So it's like, with her being kind of hungry to do work with everybody, I'm very selective. I'm very particular about who I work with. And they pretty much got to come to me almost like, hey, I want to work with you. I love the way you play and I want to, I would love to see what originals you have. You know, traveling to Memphis to work with some people because guess what? They heard me playing somebody else's stuff and guess what? 
they want to see what I do originally. I've sent them some tracks and they enjoyed it and loved it and they want to hear a whole day's worth. And even though it's going to cost them a little pretty penny to get me to come down there, they didn't care. And a little penny to them, for me, is a pretty penny to them. That's that's the cost of business. So you're going to have to expand your reach sometimes. You have to go out of town. And a lot of times you're doing that for open mics or to get in front of people. You're paying for it. You know, you're fronting the cost of that. But you meet people that is going to bring that back. If you have faith in your ability, then you know every dollar that you put in will come back 20, 60, 90, and 100 folks in the church. So that's kind of the thing that you have to have. Um, Some days you're going to meet or come across people that your sound may not be for them. Not everybody's going to think you're the best thing since sliced bread or whatever. And sometimes you're going to meet people that, you know, they hear you and eh, you're going to get doors slammed in your face, you know. But for the one person that does open the door for you, for the one person that does say, you sound dope, <laughs> you know, where you been at when we was doing this, you know. That's what we that's what we look for in music period, whether you're a musician, whether you are a singer, a stage actor, whatever. You just need to find that one person that is not only gonna think you're awesome, they're gonna, you know, support you and, and, and open that door for you with that opportunity. So my thing is Get out there to the open mics. Even, even if you're not taking the stage now, how are you going to get the motivation to do it if you're not watching what other people are doing? Learn how other people move. Meet the people in your scene. Go to these local shows. You know, Rub elbows with these other artists that are in your scene that no one's ever heard of. Because you know they are here because they're, they're making something. If they wasn't making nothing, they wouldn't be out here. They wouldn't be doing shows, they wouldn't be filling up these events that you're going to, they wouldn't have them if they were not making any money. You know, rule one of business is make the money, and rule two is make more money. <laughs> you know, and if you have something to sell, then you best get out here and sell it. You best get out here and let people know. Um, don't have a producer or agent you talking to them about you such a good rapper and you don't have, you're, you're not nowhere rapping. We can't look on your Instagram and see you doing anything. Um, we don't see who you work with or, or anything. You just rap with a few of your friends and very few people take a camera. Get your stuff up and take your videos and let people know that you do what it is that you do. You know? I don't put my originals out on social media for one and one only reason. Because as a musician that plays by ear, I know if I play a lot of my originals, somebody may get motivated by them and they, they, they'll take it from you. You know, it's real quick to, as a producer, musician, get your stuff sold as soon as you put it on the internet or YouTube or whatever else. So I just do primarily praise and worship and a few covers. But <clears throat> even in doing that, the, the way that I play it is different from everybody else. And that's the thing. You have to be you. 
don't go out here to try to sound like this person there or this famous person here. Like those type beats. Oh, I want a Drake type beat. I want a Kendrick Lamar type beat. Get a you type beat. Find something that you like. You don't have to get Migo type beat to be what you want to do. Because then you're trying to sound like somebody else. Or you're trying to be on a beat that sounds like it was made for somebody else, not you. Go out and do you type stuff. You know? So that's kind of my thoughts on today. Um, starting a discussion of how is the best way to get started in this industry, in music. You know... We went and we do shows, and sometimes they're not in the prettiest places. Sometimes it's in the underground. It's in the basement. Sometimes it's in the <clears throat> shadiest, seediest places. But this is what you, you have to be willing to go there. You have to be willing to go to Chicago, go to, you know, someplace in Mississippi at one point. You have to go to Atlanta, maybe even travel out west to Los Angeles to kind of see what's going on if you really want to go out here. Um, shout out to Talisha who moved out there. But if you really want to make it, and this is something that you want to do and bring in income with, if you want to start a business that stems from you doing music, Open mics is where it's at. Open mics and these local shows is where it's going at. I want to get a little bit into, you know, the video game scene for a minute. I play Tekken. I enjoy watching competitive level Tekken. Um, we've had a rise of good players come out of Pakistan. And just real quick to say that. It seems so flavored in the moment because a lot of those guys play Akuma and it makes Akuma look really unstoppable when you have these players who play night in, night in, night in and day out Akuma against each other and you see how good they are when they travel outside of Pakistan and went to Japan and murdered everybody. Um, then some people came to one of their tournaments and every single outsider there got murdered. <laughs> Because in Pakistan, apparently, they play Tekken hard, you know. And you would think this fighting game that us grown men, we, <laughs> we play it sometimes. It's like a hidden Kung Fu warrior style of situation where you, you get to work and you meet at a little place and you friendly handshake, but you pick up the controllers to try to destroy each other. <laughs> and in Pakistan, it seems like they're going... They, they just won the EVO in the United States. They won EVO Japan, and now they're going on Tekken World Tour. And it was just Ars Arslan Ash at first. Now it's Awise Honey and this other guy playing Akuma, beating everybody. Eventually, the situation is going to get to the point where seeing these guys come out and the way that they play is just introducing you to a new style. People will get used to it. And just like everything else, you know, yeah, they came out with some new tech. They came out with some new, you know, new stuff. Eventually, people catch up to it. You know, when you talk about competitive level gaming, from year to year, things will change. And I'm shocked and happy that you have Pakistan, which, you know, last time I checked, we know Pakistan for doing what? Uh, terrorists? 
that's where the Taliban is. You know, we didn't know about the schools and the high level education system and the the they they teach you six different languages before you get in high school there and the rich culture about Pakistan and you don't know that you didn't know they had PlayStation fours and Xbox ones there. You didn't know that. If you look at what you see on the news, all you see is people riding on horseback with AK-47s or in the back of a pickup truck. You would not know that this is such a highly civilized place there. And that's why I say sometimes you got to look outside the box. Sometimes you got to see things, not for what the news show you, because they only show you what they want to show you, the TV, the media. People are everywhere doing things. Everybody got internet. Whether it's in Pakistan, Afghanistan, whether it's in Africa, everybody got the internet now. Everybody's playing video games. Everybody's coding video games. We cannot sit here and think third world means third world. Just like they do in India, they're coming up, technology's rising. Just like in China, a few years back, we thought China was so poor. Not anymore. You got to look at, you, you can't judge any book by its cover. And that's why, in the sense, I'm kind of happy that these gamers have come out of Pakistan and handed everybody's butt to them. You know, I hope it goes for even longer that these Korean and Asian people are getting humbled by these guys and learning. But it's only going to take them out of time. People are going to learn how good they are and catch back up. But it just, it's good to see that parts of the world that we don't know are getting some shine and hopefully next thing you know we'll be looking at African people coming up uh, somebody out of Africa coming in and dominating the gaming people or somebody from South America and Venezuela somewhere or Colombia somewhere doing their thing so you know my thing is when it comes to video games keep your eyes open you know you don't ever know who who doing what and the same games we've been playing the same Playstation 4s and same computer games, they everywhere. You know, everybody has them. Everybody's playing them. And, you know, just expect that. You know, you cannot sit here and say these guys are from Pakistan or they any good. Wrong. <laughs> Wrong. You know, so shout out to Pakistan and their gaming community. Um, Shout out to everybody else that are doing local gaming and stuff like that. I hope to do something here soon. So um, we're working on that right now. But <clears throat> we're going to go ahead and let it go there. I just want to give um, personal thanks to everybody that's been listening, chiming in with their responses. And, you know, getting so much support. You know, I know, you know, if it's two or three people, hey, I'm happy to have you here because this is a Pop the Trunk production. You know, the music is um, licensed, it's produced by a local artist here, real poetic, and uh, and essentially it's just me, you know. So we will have guests when they decide to come up. Hey, I'll let you know and I'll be happy to make time for them. And, you know, we like to dedicate this to the struggle, but we're not struggling. You know, we all work jobs, we all making decent money. Y'all taking care of business the way we need to take care of it. So I just want to give everyone who chimes in, everyone who's listening, everyone who's supporting, a 
and not with no money or nothing like that, but just giving their comments, giving a like, um, sharing the posts that we share when we uh, when I post it online or post it on social media. Thank you so much. And, you know, I do the best that I can to add, you know, a segment, do two of these a week to where we, we talk about music business, we talk about boxing, and we talk about the, you know, little small interests and then go back into the sports on a Sunday night. But, you know, we, we like nerd stuff. We, we, we like comics and we like other stuff, too, that we'll get into, community, church, love, things of that nature. So we'll get into those topics. So, you know, maybe some work topics as well. So we just want to give you guys something to listen to. Keep chiming in, and we'll keep, you know, we'll keep evolving and elevating this for you. Thank you very much, and y'all have a very good, wonderful Thursday evening. Good night.